The following is a message from the pulpit of Parkside Baptist Church in Mesquite, Texas, led by Pastor Mike Wells. Spiritual songs, what a blessing. Take your Bibles again, Psalms, if you would, chapter number 16. I want to talk tonight and teach and probably preach a little bit on a goodly heritage. A goodly heritage. The Bible tells us here, the Lord is the portion of my inheritance, my cup, thou maintainest my lot. And the psalmist here says, The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. By the way, serving God, living for God, I guarantee you, if you serve God and you live for God, your life will fall in pleasant places. And uh, we have been so blessed, my wife and I and our family, that God has brought us to pleasant places. And uh, here it says, Yea, I have a goodly heritage, the psalmist says. He says, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. I have, I have sought the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. But here he says that the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. What is he saying here? He is admitting, the psalmist is admitting the reason that things are going good for me, the reasons that I'm blessed, the reasons that life is pleasant is because I have a goodly heritage. And I want to talk tonight about a goodly heritage. Now, how can we keep from losing our goodly or our godly heritage? And, uh, you know, I think about my life. Been saved 40 years, and uh, how God has given me a goodly, godly heritage. Hey, I think about you tonight. I know a lot of you tonight, and I think about your life, and I think about what God has given to you, and I think you could say tonight that God has given to you a goodly or a godly heritage. And so how can we keep from losing a godly heritage? You know, the reason I brought this message tonight, I, I've been praying about what God would have me bring, and, and I talked to a preacher about it. And one thing that I'm seeing across the, the, the United States uh, is watching people that, you know, I'm old enough to better see people go through their life. I mean, it's, it, you know, going on 50 years old, I've been around enough to better watch people get saved go to church, get on fire for God, become soul winners, Sunday school teachers, deacons, all involved in churches. And I've been in some of the, the greatest churches that you could ever attend, and I've watched people walk away from godly heritage. I've watched people that walked away from God. I've watched people that walked away from the Word of God. I've watched people change their lives, and now you don't even know, you couldn't even tell they're saved. They walked away from a godly Heritage. I want to help all of us, including myself tonight, on how to keep from losing our godly heritage. Let me say number one, we must come to the knowledge of our heritage. If you want to keep from losing your godly heritage that God has blessed you with, then you, number one, must first understand and come to the knowledge of what is our heritage. What has been given to us? What is it that we possess? What is it that we have that's been given to us? Notice in verse 6, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a godly heritage. The word heritage, I looked it up in, in the Greek. The heritage has different, different meanings to it, but uh, these two meanings were in the meanings of the word heritage. 
It means heirloom, an heirloom. It means an inheritance handed down, something handed down, an heirloom. I think about heirloom. Maybe there's in your family an heirloom, something that is very valuable to you. You couldn't even put a price to it. It's something that maybe it's great, great grandma's wedding band that's been passed down and, and you're, you know, you as a lady tonight, you get to wear uh, that, that diamond ring or whatever, that's an heirloom or something that your family has uh, or maybe it's land. You know, uh, America has changed a lot years and years and years ago. It used to be people would buy land and build their house on the land and they lived there for a lifetime. One job, one house, and one wife for a lifetime. That's changed a whole lot, hasn't it? And, uh, but that was their heritage. That was something that, that they would pass down to their kids. They take the, the family farm and they keep farming it. That's their heritage. That's something that was not for sale. It's something that they're not giving away. It's family. This is family. That meant something to them. And here when the Bible says that we have a goodly heritage, it's talking about something that is an heirloom. It's something that is important. It's something that's been handed down to us. The Bible says in Proverbs 13, verse 22, it says, A good man leaveth an inheritance for his children's children, and wealth of, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. But here it says, a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. Yes, I know that's also talking about money, talking about finances, taking care of your family. But also, don't forget, that's talking about something else. That's talking about leaving a goodly heritage for your grandchildren. I got to spend some time with my grandson, Grayson. And uh, we were in the doctor's office. My wife and I kept him for the day and, uh, and had a lot of fun with him. But man, he wore me out. And um, uh, he's, he's a great kid when his mom and dad's there. But when they walk away, he pushes, he pushes the limits because, you know, grandpa is not going to spank him. You know, it's like, you know, you better behave or I'm going to get you. And he's like, you're not going to do anything. And so, but, you know, when I'm around Grayson, you know, my heart goes to him my other grandchildren that are North Carolina, I want them to have the goodly heritage, the godly heritage that was handed down in our family, the things of God. And so here it says, a good man leaveth an inheritance for his children. More important than leaving a house for your kids, more important than leaving money for your kids. Now, I know the kids are disagreeing with this right now. No, 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 no. Mom, that's important, right? But more important, if you, you know, I might not be able to leave any money for my kids. When I die, they might have to pay my, my funeral because there's nothing there, right? Uh, I might not be able to leave them property, and if I did, it probably, it's, it, it, it's, there's more that's owed to it than it's worth, all right? You know, and, and you know, I, I tell my kids all the time, or I tell Daniel and David, I said, you know what, Grayson likes my truck better than you guys, so I'm leaving him the truck. But you know, the thing is, you know, um, I might not be able to leave my kids money. I might not be able to leave them merchandise and things but one thing I hope that I can leave them is the things of God. I hope and I pray and I believe it be true that my three boys, that I can say that I'm leaving you the word of God. I wanted to meet my boys about to stand up for the word of God and say, hey, this is the word of God. This is God's word and, and, and I'm going to hang on to that. I want to hand some things down to my children and also let me encourage you to hand things down to your children, a goodly heritage. I'm so thankful that my father showed me the, the inheritance that was handed down by God. 
You know, years ago, my dad got saved, 1978, I believe, somewhere around there, 77, 78. And before my dad got saved, we were living a lost life. We were living in the world, nothing that represented God whatsoever. My dad was a good man, but was an unsaved man. When my dad got saved, all of a sudden things changed in his life. My dad took us four boys, and he took us to church. We got saved at church. My mom got saved at church. We got baptized at church. Uh, we met our friends at church. Uh, we lived for God at church. Uh, we, you know, my dad would have devotions at night with us. My dad would take me and drop me off at the public school and give me a stack of tracts and tell me to go witness to kids in there. But my dad and my mom gave me a goodly heritage. They taught me the ways of God. And I praise the Lord, my mom and dad are up in age and they're still serving God. They're still living for God. I'm thankful for my parents giving me a goodly heritage. You know, there's some things in your life that you ought to keep around to remind you of your goodly heritage. You know, uh, maybe I have right now a Bible that I gave my dad in 1983 for Father's Day. And he gave it back to me for Father's Day this past year. But in that Bible, all those years, that Bible's, oh, oh, I mean, I don't know, 30-some years. And it's, it's worn out, but there's things written in every page. And he told me this. He said, Mark, he says, take this Bible. He says, and read it. And he says, in there, in these pages, you will find out why I did what I did raising you boys for the Lord. You know what that Bible re uh, reminds me of? A goodly heritage. It reminds me of a father that brought me up in the things of God. You know, you ought to have some things around your family and things around your children to remind them of their godly heritage, their goodly heritage that God's given them. Now, what are some of the things that God has handed down to us, his children? If you're saved tonight, you're God's child, God has given you a goodly heritage. God has given you some things in your life that you can look to and say, I have a goodly heritage. I have a godly heritage. Let me say quickly, number one, what has God given to us? What is the heirloom in my life that I look to that God has given to me as a goodly, godly heritage? Number one, he's given to me salvation. The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hey, God came down and he died on the cross and he gave me salvation. He gave me a goodly heritage. He gave me a godly heritage. That heritage is my salvation. I thank God for my salvation. For without my salvation... I'm hopeless. Without my salvation, I would die and spend eternity in a place called hell. But I thank God that God has handed me salvation. Now I had to choose it. It's not just forced on me. It's handed to me. I have to take it. I have to receive it. But I thank God for my salvation. 1979, Elm Hill Elementary School. As a young boy, nine years old, walking forward, Don Bascom, a deacon of the church, sat me in front of him and showed me out of the Bible how to accept Christ as my Savior. I've never forgotten it. And I thank God for that day. I remember that day. That 
is a godly heritage in my, my life. That's what I want to hand on to my children. I got to witness to uh, Natalie, my granddaughter. She's five years old. I didn't make her say a prayer. Uh, I didn't even ask her if she wanted to pray. I just taught her about salvation. And, I, t and I, I told her, I said, Natalie, I said, you know, there's a heaven. And, you know, we are all sinners. And I explained the whole thing. And I said, you know, if, if, you're, if, 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 you, if you sin and you ask Christ to save you, forgive you, wash away your sins. But if you don't and, and, and you go through life and you don't get saved, then there's another place you have to go. And she just said, Jesus, take me to heaven now. I want to go to heaven with you. And she was all excited, but she wanted to go to heaven. And I knew she wasn't ready. I was just teaching her. I want to pass on a goodly heritage, a godly heritage to her of salvation. Let me say, number one, what do we have in this thing called heritage, our godly heritage? Number one, we have salvation. Number two, we have the Word of God. Hey, tonight, right here in my hands, I hold the King James Bible. I have God's Word. It's not a book. It's not part of a Bible. It is the inspired Word of God. It is God-breathed. This book right here, this Bible, is God's Word. It is God's Word from the beginning when He says in the beginning God created all the way to last in Revelations where He says amen. It is God's Word. This is God's breathed Word. I thank God that my father and my mother gave me the Word of God. Hey, I have a godly heritage. I have the Word of God. You know, there are people in countries that wish they had the Bible. They wish they had the Word of God in their hands. And today, in our homes, we have uh, Bibles upon Bibles upon Bibles in our homes. But man, we are blessed. Why? Because we have a godly heritage. I've been handed the Word of God. Psalms 12, verse 6 and 8. Uh, we find here 6 through 8. It says here, the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of earth purified seven times thou shalt keep them O lord do you do you think maybe by some chance that you know we don't have the word of god with us today could there be a chance yeah if it was up to you there would be a chance we wouldn't have it but it's not up to you to keep the word of God. Amen. Hey, he says, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from generation forever. I praise God. I'm part of that generation forever. I have the word of God. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. But here he says, the words of the Lord are pure words. And he says that these words of God are preserved from generation forevermore. Hey, I praise God. I have the word of God. Hey, tonight I can say I have a godly heritage. Why? I have salvation. I praise God that I've been taught. I praise God that I was born in a home that my dad led me to the church house where I could hear the clear presentation of the word of God on how to be saved. I'm glad I wasn't confused. I'm glad that I wasn't deceived. I'm glad I have the word of God and I understand salvation and I know that once I was blind but now I can see and I watch people tonight here I'm, I'm waiting to come in and here comes a family walking in and Araceli and Alejandro and Araceli as I went to her house uh, last year it was raining it was cold I knocked on her door and here a, a Catholic lady sitting in her house I got to talk to her she didn't 
know she was saved. And there I spent time with her and explained the word of God, was careful to make sure that she understood it. And there, Araceli, in tears, accepted Christ. And her husband comes home and she says, I don't know, something happened to me. And she says, we need to go to church. He goes, well, we'll go to our Catholic church Sunday. She goes, no, no, no. I heard something different. She goes, we need to go to the Atman's church. And they came to church and I had the opportunity to lead Alejandro, her husband, to the Lord. And tonight they walk in with their children to go up to the Spanish church. And I praise God for the word of God. I praise God for salvation. Oh, I tell you, my friends, tonight I have a godly heritage. I have uh, the word of God. I have salvation. Praise God for that. Oh, I tell you what, we are blessed. We are blessed. Let me say number three. I have access to God. I have access to God. You know, I don't need a man to go to God for me. Uh, I, I'm not perfect. And I tell you what, my hands are dirty. Every day I sin. But I have a God that looks down and says, Mark, he says, your blood, my, my blood has washed away your sins. He says that you are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. He says, you have access to me, to the Almighty God. I don't have to go to man and ask man to go to God for me. I can go straight to God. As the Bible says in Hebrews 4, 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hey, I know this. As I was sitting there and my stomach is, is upside down and I got the nerves like crazy and I'm not thinking straight and I could sit there just a few minutes ago and I could say, God, I can't do this tonight. And God, these are your people as I would pray. And I said, God they need to hear from you and it's unfair God if I can't think straight tonight if they don't get the word of God tonight God they're your people Lord they're not going to hear from you so God even though I'm human even though I make mistakes God and even though I'm not what I need to be but God they need to hear from you use me tonight I have that opportunity. Why? Because I have a godly heritage. I have access to God. God has made it clear. He rent the, the veil and ripped it open and he said, come hither. He says, come to me and, and talk to me. He says, come boldly, don't fear. He says, I want to hear you, my son. What a godly heritage we have. The heritage that God has given to us. As I think about the heritage that God has given to me, I think about my salvation. Oh, I praise God for my salvation. Once saved, always saved. I don't have to get saved every day. I had a lady I was witnessing to this week, and she got saved two or three times. She's Pentecostal. And I said, ma'am, I said, Jesus died once. He's in heaven, and he's, he's putting the blood on the mercy seat, and he, he's not going to die again. Your sins are washed away. When he died, it was 2,000 years ago. That means you haven't even committed a sin yet. And that means that all your sins, when you ask him to, he will wash all your sins away. I thank God for salvation, my godly heritage. I want to pass that down to my children and my grandchildren and to others. The word of God. Oh, I tell you, I love the word of God. A godly heritage. Access to God. Oh, I have opportunity to go to God alone. What a godly heritage. Number four. We have the house of God. Oh, folks, tonight we are in the house of God tonight. We're in a good church. We're in a church with a great pastor. We're in a church with uh, great opportunities to serve God. There is no excuse for anybody here tonight 
There are so many things that you can get involved in here to serve God. You can be involved. You can, you can work the ministries, all kinds of ministries here. But I praise God for the godly heritage of the house of God. Oh, I know there's some churches a day, they're taking their Baptist name off their signs. And I was an assistant pastor of a church that took their Baptist name off the sign after we left. But I praise God, as I look out to the parking lot, I still see the Baptist name out there. That's my godly heritage. Hey, I got saved in a Baptist church. Hey, you know what? I got married in a Baptist church. Hey, I, 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 I got right with God in a Baptist church. I've seen God do great things in the house of God. The Bible says in Matthew 16, verse 18, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter. And upon, Jesus says to himself, This rock will I build the church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hey, I'm part of a church. It's not an organization. It's not a, a lodge. It's the house of God. And God says as long as we're in the house of God and we're serving God and we're living like we ought to live, hey, the gates of hell, we can, we can well, these are hard cases. This is a tough case. Oh, I tell you, there's no hope there. Hey, when we're in Christ and we're serving God, he says the gates of hell should not prevail. Hey, we can, we can take the word of God. Hey, we can preach the word of God. Hey, God can work those hard cases. In Hebrews 10, 25, it says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much more as you see the day approaching. Do you see the day approaching? Do you see that the Lord's coming back soon? Hey, I want, I want to be in the house of God. I want to be faithful to church when the Lord comes back. I don't want God to come back and say, Why aren't you in church? Why aren't you serving me? I want him to find me serving him in the church house. Hey, you have a godly heritage tonight. You have the house of God. You ought to praise God for it. I've watched people that walk out of churches and stop going to church and stop serving God and, and, and they get out in the world and <coughs> they're not doing for God anymore. Hey, folks, tonight you hang on to that heirloom, the house of God, and you say, no matter what, I'm going to church when I feel good. I'm going to go to church when I don't feel good. I'm going to go to church when I'm happy. And I'll go to church when I'm not happy. I'll go to church when I'm on fire for God. And I'll go to church when I'm backslidden and I am a, 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 a far from God and, and, and a hypocrite. I'll still go to church. I have found that the times I was furthest away from God, I still went to church. Why did you go? Because I know that if I got in the house of God, eventually the word of God will convict me. And I don't have to go find the church. I'm there already. Amen. Hey, we have the house of God as our heritage. Number five, what is our godly heritage? We have godly living that is tangible. We have godly living that we can all achieve in our life with God's help. The Bible says in Jude, it tells us here in, in verse 24, it says, unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and forever and ever. Amen. Notice what he says here. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Hey, you know what? I have a godly heritage. I'm, I, I have the word of God. I have God on my side. And God says, hey, I, he says, all things are possible. 
Hey, he says, God says, I can work in you. He says, you know what? If you're struggling spiritually and you're backsliding, you're drifting away from God, God says, hey, I made it tangible to you. It's available to you. He says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. Hey, God says, I'll come to you and I'll help you. I'll lift you up. I love the story of the Good Samaritan and how that man was half beaten uh, uh, and half dead beaten there in the ditch and how the Good Samaritan came to where he was at. He didn't expect them to change to come to him, but rather he went to him and cleaned up his wounds and, and took care of him. I thank God that the Lord comes where I'm at and, and, and finds me down low and he brings me back up and he says, hey, I can help you get back on your feet. Hey, God is in the restoring business. God wants to restore. You say, I have a hopeless case. I have a struggling child. I have a struggling marriage. I have a, a struggling situation, and it seems impossible. Can I say that we have a God that loves working the impossibles? God that loves taking a situation that seems hopeless and he likes to make hope out of that. And he says, it doesn't matter what it is. He says, hey, you know what? The, the longer that Lazarus is dead, the better it is because I get all the glory. Hey, God wants the glory. And the only way that he gets glory is in your life. And as you turn your life to God and you let God change you and transform you, then he will get the glory through your life. We see here that the heritage as given to us is godly living that is tangible. Salvation is our godly heritage. The word of God is our godly heritage. Access to God, our godly heritage. The house of God, our godly heritage. Godly living that is tangible. The opportunity and the ability with God's help to live right is a godly heritage. <coughs> Number six, the joy in serving Christ. To be able to have joy. Oh, I tell you, the world out there doesn't have a whole lot of joy. And to be able to have joy in your life where you can sing when things are going hard. You can sing when there's problems in your life. You can sing when you find out that you have some incurable disease. You can sing when your family is struggling. You can sing when there's things going on that, that can destroy a home. But you can sing for God. Why? Because God gives joy. Psalms 16 verse 11. That will show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hey you know what? Are you missing out on the joy in your Christian life? My wife and I have so much fun. We have so much fun. We were at, um, we were at Chili's restaurant. And I was to tell my wife. I said honey I don't look old do I? She started laughing. She goes, what do you mean? I said, how old do I really look? Because, you know, I, I really think I look younger than what I am. And she's laughing. She said, I'm not going to tell you. She said, no, just tell me. No, how old do you want to be? I said, and so we're going back and forth. And then the waitress comes up. She's like 19. And she comes over and she's like, can I take your order? I said, yeah, before you do, uh, we're, trying to, we're debating here about my age. Can you tell me how old I look? She goes, I'm not answering that one. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And uh, I said, well, I need you to. I need to find out how would I look. She goes, well, give me some options. I said, okay, 19, 25, 35. She goes, 19. All right, you got a good tip, all right? And, uh, but, you know, 
there's joy in serving the Lord and, and there's happiness. And man, I tell you what, when I'm living for God and, and faithful to God and doing the things I ought to be doing and hanging on to my godly heritage, oh, I tell you what, God gives me the opportunity and the, and, and the, 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 the avenue and the door to enter into joy, joy that, that, that cannot be explained and, and peace that cannot be explained. Why? Only God can give that. Oh, I tell you, you have an heirloom tonight, <coughs> a godly heritage called joy in serving Christ. <coughs> Let me encourage you to serve God. Let me encourage you to be faithful. Let me encourage you to stay strong and continue for God and don't give up and don't quit and don't throw in the towel. For I tell you, all the years that I've been in church and all the years that I've served God and all the years <coughs> that my family's been together for the Lord... God has given us joy. Oh, there's been some tough times. There's been some hard times. But I tell you what, the joy of the Lord is my strength. <clears throat> it is because of God that I can continue. What is another godly heritage? What's an heirloom that God has given you and me tonight? I'll tell you what that heirloom is, Brother Bell, Brother Denton. That's called soul winning. God has given us the opportunity and the insight and the word of God to know how to win people to Christ you know there's only one thing that brings joy in the presence of the angels in heaven one soul that repenteth hey God says you want to bring joy up to heaven you want to see you want to see some joy taking place there win people to Christ <coughs> can I say tonight our godly heritage is so winning I thank the Lord <coughs> that years ago <coughs> as a teenager I got saved when I was nine years old. And then we went to a church. We went to uh, Ken Pledger's church, Bow Baptist Church in Springfield, Vermont. <clears throat> 1981, I think it was. We finally went to a church that was a soul winning church. We were taught to be soul winners. We were taught to win people to Christ. In 1981, I became a soul winner. And for all those years, what is that, like 20 years? All those years... God has allowed me to be a soul winner, to give the gospel, to witness to others, to show the gospel to others, and to, to give that, that, that plan of salvation. I thank God that I have a father that every time I'm with my dad, he's giving out tracts and witnessing. He, ha he has shown me a godly heritage, and he passed that down to me. And now <clears throat> I am able to give the gospel, and I want to pass that down to my children. The Bible says in Proverbs 11, verse 30, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that what? Win his souls is wise. You want to be wise, you win souls. Hey, I tell you what, that's a godly heritage as I think about our heritage tonight, number one, we must come to the knowledge of our heritage. Number two, we must secure our heritage. Not only must you, must you know what your heritage is, not only must you know what your heirloom is, I'm going to give you this brooch. This brooch is worth a lot of money, but it's worth more than that. This was from great-great-grandma great 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 grandma she was a great grandma anyway but this was passed down please don't sell it please don't trade it please don't get rid of it pass it down to your daughter can I say that not only 
<clears throat> must we come to knowledge of what our heritage is, we must secure our heritage. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 21, it came to pass <clears throat> after these things at Naboth, the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel, hard by the palace of Ahab, the king of his, uh, Samaria. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me... Sorry about that. Gained a little weight here recently. Here he says, um, he says, which was, okay, in verse 2, he says, And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs. Naboth, uh, you know, here, um, Ahab can care less about the vineyard. It was just that it was convenient. It was close by. It didn't mean much to him, but he wanted it. Because it is near unto my house. I'll give thee it a better vineyard. But what can you give me better than what's been handed down from generation to generation? I don't want anything else. Naboth didn't want anything else. Here's a better vineyard than it. Or if it seemed good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. There's no value. You can't put money to it. And Naboth said unto Ahab, The Lord forbid it me that I should give the inheritance of my fathers unto thee. You know, we ought to be, we ought to realize what our heritage is. We ought to realize who we are in the Lord. What is God given to us? And you know what? I, I tell you what, what I know I have, what God's given to me, the house of God, the word of God, sowing and prayer and salvation and all these things that God's given to me. Hey, <coughs> forbid it me that I should give up this inheritance. Naboth understood his heritage. The Bible says about another person, Esau despised his heritage, his birthright. You know, Esau gave up that which was given to him. It didn't mean much to him. He gave it up for, for pleasure, for the worldly pleasure. But Naboth says, I can't give it up. This has been given to me from my fathers. It is my inheritance. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, in verse 21, my son, fear thou the Lord and the king and meddle not with them that are given to change for their calamity shall rise suddenly and who knoweth the ruin of them both the word change has a meaning to disguise or to pervert to disguise or to pervert the bible says and meddle not with them that are given to disguise you know there's a lot of people that want to disguise and trade you for something else that has no meaning and it's wrong for something that you have that is valuable. They want to disguise and pervert it. <clears throat> the psalmist is warning God's children not to allow people in your life who disguise their fallacies, their false beliefs for your truth. I will trade you this for your truth. I will trade you this for that old King James Bible. That old English, you can't even understand it. The reason you can't understand it is because you're not saved. If you're saved, God said that he will make his word understandable. He'll give it clear to you. Let me trade that for your old King James. It's not for sale and it's not for trade. Hey, can I trade this for your church and come to a different kind of church? I'm sorry, I can't. Hey, would you trade this, your, your soul winning for something else? No, it's not for sale. It's not for trade. Here, <clears throat> we are warned to not allow people in our life to disguise their fallacies as truth. 1 Corinthians 2.13, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things <clears throat> with spiritual 
For to compare the Word of God with the Word of God. <clears throat> Make sure your doctrine is Bible-based. <clears throat> Make sure your doctrine... I don't want to know what some book says. I don't want to know what even Al Gore says on the internet. I want to know what the Bible says. The Bible says compare Scripture with Scripture. I, I, I study the Bible. I look up the words, if it's in the Old Testament, in Hebrew. I look up the meanings to them. It's clear. It's pure. I look up the words in the New Testament in, in, in Greek or Aramaic. It's pure. It's clear. I don't need anything else. I have a God, and I have the Word of God, and I have the Holy Spirit, and God can show me out of His Word the truth. Make your doctrine Bible-based. What you believe out of the Word of God. Accept and agree that God's Word is your plumb line. Everything you do, everything you live, the way you live is based out of the Word of God. Let God's Word make your decisions for you and live by the principles of the Word of God. Do you want to do this? I would love to do that. But let's look and see what the Bible says. Hey, you want to say this? I would love to say that, but let me see what the Bible says. Hey, would you want to go here and do that and, and date this person and go hang out? Well, I would love to do that, but let's see what the Bible says. Let God's Word make your decisions for you and live by the principles of God's Word. It's not up to me to make decisions every day on how I ought to live and what I ought to do, but rather I ought to go to the Word of God and say, God, you lead me. God's word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will use the word of God to lead my life. I find he leads me better than I can lead myself. Don't yoke up with others who are not on the same path with God and his word. Second John, it says in, 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 in verse 10 and 11, it says, If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. God bless you. Jehovah Witness, God bless you, Mormon. No, he says, don't do that. Don't bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Don't allow yourself to change in the wrong way, even when others that you look up to are changing. I know some people that I've seen on Twitter and Instagram, whatever, and they used to be down the line. They used to hang on to the godly heritage. They had those heirlooms. But I've watched, Brother Palmore, I've watched people trade off their godly heritage for other things. And they'll make excuses. Oh, you know, times have changed. And, you know, in every era, people change things. What's the big deal? No, I don't mind changing wood pews for cushion. I like cushion pews. I don't mind changing the windows for air conditioning. I like that. But I don't want to change doctrine. I don't want to change the word of God. I know where I stand. I know what I believe. And I'm not changing. And, and here we, we find that we're to be careful. You'll look up to people. What's really sad, a good church can get the wrong kind of pastor. And praise God, we have the right kind of pastor here. But I've watched good churches without wisdom will get a wrong kind of pastor in their church. And that pastor will lead them down false doctrine would change their church, change their beliefs, and the people will sit there and allow it to change. I don't understand that. No, wait a minute. That is not according to God's word. That is not right. We, we're supposed to go so winning. We're supposed to use the word of God. They're supposed to, those are things that our doctrine were not to change. The Bible says in Galatians 5 or 7, you did run well, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Oh, I tell you, over the years I've watched I, I appreciate Brother Palmore. I met Brother Palmore years ago. When he first got married, 
him and his wife spent their honeymoon, I believe, or something in, in San Antonio, came to my couples class. And I got to meet him, and I think I met him maybe before that, I'm not sure. But, you know, I've known him over the years, and you know what? That man hasn't changed. I mean, it, you, 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 can, you can mark the weather by that man. I mean, it's just, I mean, who he is, who he is, and what he is, what he is. It's not going to change. And I praise God. But ye did run well. Who did hinder you that should not obey the truth? I watch people changing all the time. And it's sad when they start to change. Changes, when you start a change, it's a chain reaction. You can't stop. Well, I'm just going to change this one thing. No. If you're given to change, you'll continue to change, and, continue, and you'll never satisfy those friends, and you'll never satisfy the philosophies that are taught out there. Hey, the Bible says we're not to, we're not to do those things. The Bible says 1 Corinthians 15, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain the Lord. Let me say lastly, number three, real quickly, and I know I took a little more time tonight, but I'm trying to finish here. As we look at this here, we see that we must come to the knowledge of our inheritance. We must secure our heritage. Number three, real quickly, and I'm done. We must pass down our heritage. My dad gave me a heritage that his dad never gave him. And it is my responsibility to pass that down to my kids and my grandkids. Deuteronomy chapter 6, it says in verse 5, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest at thine house and when thou walkest by the way and when thou liest down and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on the gates and on thy gates. You know what? <clears throat> we ought to teach our children and our grandchildren let me tell you, I, I loved, we, 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 did a, um, we did a little trip uh, looking at the, the churches where the church started, Parkside, and, the, and, and there was two other pastors before our pastor, and all those men were godly men, and our pastor was a godly man. But I hear the stories. Uh, I, I hear uh, Brother Kazar and, and where they had the bus garage over there. He told me some stories, and man, they, they saw revival and people getting saved and miracles taking place, but it's still happening. We're not in a dead church. We're not in a church that's changed their doctrine. We're not in a church that has Ichabod written all over it. We're in a church that God says, hey, you know what? You smelt good over there, you smelt good over here, and you smell good here. God says, I love this kind of living sacrifice. Hey, folks, tonight, I've been handed a godly heritage. My mom and my dad handed me a godly heritage. I want to hand that to my children. I work in the academy when I was in the college too, I told the kids in the college, I said, you know what? If I ever teach anything that is not doctrinally right, you go tell pastor, you tell Dr. Bachman, it's not right. Nobody should teach false doctrine in our college. You don't, even if it's me, it doesn't matter who it is. You don't, you don't stand for that. I told the kids in the academy, I said, you know what? We're gonna do what's right. We're gonna live what's right. I wanna pass down a godly heritage. I tell you what, I don't know what it is, but I don't wanna let it go. I don't know what it is, but I don't wanna change. I see people change. I see friends, good friends that change that I couldn't be involved in their life anymore. But I don't want to change. And young people, you got to nail it down in your life. If it's not nailed down, you will change. I mean, it's happening all around us. But you got to nail down what you believe. you got to nail it down and say, I'm not changing. It doesn't matter what people tell me. You have people debate you over it. People will try to confuse you over it. But I shall not change. 
because I have a God that changes not. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, help us tonight. Thank you for joining us today. For more audio or video content, you can visit our website at parksidebaptist.org.